Okay, good morning, Rishos Rabbi Krohn. So um, we are on Samachvav Amin Aleph. We're beginning the seventh parak. So, um, okay, let's jump in. New Mishnah. Um, Almana Kohen Gadol. So we know an Almana is not allowed to marry a Kohen Gadol, but if she does, an Almana who illegally marries a um, Kohen Gadol, or Grusha Vachalutzel, a Kohen Hedyot, um, or Grusha Vachalutza marries a um, Kohen Hedyot, which is the people that he is, they, they are allowed to marry. If she um, brings a um, what's known as Malog or Tzon Barzal, so let's look at Rashi. Rashi will explain what this, these concepts are. Um, these are we learn these in many different places, but um, the first Rashi, Masha Isha Machnesis Labala. So she brings these into the marriage. These are these were her property coming into the marriage, and it's written into the ksuba with you know two different statuses. That it says that he accepted upon himself a certain amount. So Barzel basically says that. He, you know, she brings into a marriage something that's worth a certain amount, and he takes that on. Um, he takes ownership of that property, but you know, so at the end of the marriage, whether he, whether she, you know, if they're divorced or if she passes away, then that property belongs to either her or to her heirs directly. Um, so, but there's also a situation where there's something that she owns and she retains ownership and she brings into the marriage. Hey, nechse malug. These are so considered malug. The husband is entitled to the um, produce of whatever the item is, but she owns the principal. And if it dies, you know, she she loses out because it was her property. Um, um that that if um, or if the um if the um if it dies or it goes down in value, that's her loss because she retained the value. Um so in Barzel, Karen Kayam, So but when it comes to the concept of Son Barzel, that's kind of like a she brought in something worth $100, and it retains the value of $100, even if it, that even if he dies, then the entire entire responsibility is on him. So the difference is, is that Son um, Barzel, you know, the Barzel implies is a, you know, a metallic thing, and it's a, it's a fixed value. So it's basically she's saying, I'm bringing in this item that's worth $100. And no matter what happens, you have, you, you have ownership of it. Um, and I just get the value at the end. So if I, die, if I die or if I get divorced, you have to return me the value of the item. Um, because in essence, you're taking ownership of the item and I'm, I get the value of the, the initial value of the item. When it comes to Malog, the wife retains the ownership of the item and the husband is, enabled, is allowed to... Um, get benefit from whatever comes out of the item, but when all is said and done, the item, the asset belongs to her. So if the asset dies or the asset goes down in value, that's on her cheshbon and not his cheshbon. So that's the difference between the two.
if he dies and she gets it, or if she, if she dies and I think it goes to her heirs, I think. Probably saying if he dies, right? If he dies, or if or if there's a or if she, or they get divorced, correct? Um, okay. Um, so when it comes to avde malog lo yochu b'truma, so if you have these, if they're slaves and they're considered malog, so meaning the asset belongs to her. Um, they do not eat truma, and the, the reason would be is because she, because it's an, in, it's not a val, not truly a, um, a good marriage, right? She, um, she they, they can't eat truma. But avdeitzon barzal yochu, but avdeitzon barzal, they go based. It basically belongs to the husband, so they are allowed to eat truma. Um, the eluhen avde malog. So these are the rules that define a evid malog. When one comes down to if it's if considered malog. Imesu, if they die during the course of the marriage, mesula that that it goes, it's on her because it was property that always was. Way of looking at it is that the asset belonged to her, but the benefit belonged to him. So the asset belonged to her. So if the asset died, it's on her. Imosiru, but if they go up in value, hosirula, then the benefit goes to her because it's a, a growth in the asset itself, and therefore the asset becomes to her. Um, even though the husband is responsible to feed these slaves, they can't eat his truma. So if he's eligible to eat truma and she's not, for whatever situation, and we'll talk about some situations, um, because they're really her asset, they're not allowed to participate in her truma. When it comes to tzon barzel, these are the rules about a tzon barzel. So again, this is where she turns over the asset to him, but she gets the benefit of the initial value. Imesu, if they die during the marriage, so the slaves die, Mesulo, it's on him. He still owes her the same value of the of the slave. Vimosiru, but if they go up in value, Hosirulo, he gets the benefit. So if she brought in a slave that was worth $100 and now it's worth $500, he still only has to give her the $100 that was originally classified. Ho v'hu and since he is completely responsible for their value. They eat truma because they're considered his property. So because they, they are, the asset completely belongs to him, they follow him in terms of eating truma. Um, now, Bas Yisrael shenises the Kohen. So if a normal Bas Yisrael, non-Kohen, marries a Kohen, v'yechnisa lo avadim, and brings, her, brings again slaves into the marriage, Ben Avde Malog, Ben Avde Tzon Barzal, whether they're Malog slaves or they're Tzon Barzal slaves, Haro'el Yochel B'Truma. And this is because they're, they're allowed to eat Truma. Why? Because she is allowed to eat Truma, right? Um, so if you look at Rashi, Basi Soshanis is the Kohen. Afil Avde Malog, even the Avde Malog, which are become, which really the asset belongs to her, She'en on Shalom, they don't belong to him, they really belong to her. Yochel, the Gemara is going to explain that basically because she is allowed to eat truma, um, they follow her, um, which is different from the initial cases where it was where she was not allowed to continue to eat truma. Um, so either whether it's avdei melog or avdei tzon truma, either way they're allowed to eat truma. Um, so the Gemara is going to question this. So um, now we're talking about um, so the case. So again, the case of let's make sure we understand the case. Um, so if you have a, a widow who was married to a Kohen Gadol, 
which is not an appropriate marriage. Um, they don't eat truma because they're considered the property of the widow. So the Gemara challenges this and says, is this really the case? The Avdi Malo go yochel truma. Should they, is it really true that those Avdi Malo don't eat truma? And again, the case is a widow who married a Kohen Gadol. Amai, why is this? Let this, the, the case of the um, widow's slaves be viewed as the same as the way the Kohen acquires other property, that any other property that the Kohen acquires is allowed to eat truma from him. The Tanya learned in Abraisa. How do we know about a Kohen who marries a woman? Um, and you know this is basically any woman, right? The Kana Avadim or a Kohen who purchases slaves, Shayochu Batruma. What what causes the woman who the Kohen marries or a slave that the Kohen um, buys to get the right to eat his truma? I mean, he's the Kohen, they're not a Kohen, they're just either married to or a slave of a Kohen. Um, why do they suddenly get the benefit of being able to truma? Shanama Rachoin Kiyikna Nefesh Kinyan, because it says if a Kohen that Kohen acquires a person, that it's a Kinyan Kaspos, and that he acquires, he may eat of it, meaning both the wife and the slave are viewed as acquired, they're viewed as his property, may not be politically correct, but that's how it's viewed, um, and because of that, they are allowed to eat truma because they are viewed as being having acquired by him. Um, and where, how do we know that a Kohen's wife who bought slaves the Avda Shekana Avadim, or a Kohen slave who purchases slaves. And in both of these cases, it's not, it's not that the Kohen, it's, you know, it's, it's one, it's again another further degree removed, right? So it's slaves of the Kohen, it's slaves of the Kohen's wife, or slaves of the Kohen's slave, right? So it's like the, the grand slaves of the Kohen, or, um, or the wife's slave, Sheyochu B'Truma, that they're still allowed to eat Truma. Shenema Rekohen Kiyikna Nefesh Kinyan Kaspo Yochel, same Pasuk. That if a coin acquires a person or an acquisition of his kesef, he may eat off of it. Kinyano, so when it says kinyan kaspo, the acquisition of his money, meaning kinyano shakano kinyan ochel, that a coin's property that then goes ahead and acquires other property, such as a slave who buys a slave or um, the wife that buys a slave, they may continue to eat truma. So if this is so, if this is the case, then this, in theory, the slaves who are the property of the wife, the Malok slaves, should still be allowed to eat truma because they're, they belong to his wife. right? So the Gemara answers that the rule is, anyone who eats truma himself can entitle another person to eat truma. So this is where, we, you know, it, this is where the, the break in the logic is, right? That because if the wife is allowed to eat truma, then anything she acquires, whether she, you know, if she acquires slaves or a slave who's allowed to eat truma, if he acquires slaves, then the, the chain continues and they're allowed to also eat the truma that is destined, that's like the connection from the, from the Kohen. So a legally married Kohen can allow her slaves to eat truma, but a widow who is not allowed to eat her husband's truma because it's not an appropriate marriage can't allow her slaves to eat truma. Gemara, she's going to try to um, refute this, to upslug this below. Um, and is it truly the case that someone who can't eat truma can't allow another person to eat truma? So there's a case of a Kohen who's an Arel, Kohen who's not yet had a bris milah, or a Kohen who's Tameh. So when a Kohen is Tameh, 
he's not allowed to eat truma. She'ain an ochlin, but they're not allowed to eat truma. So Cohen, who is an arl or Cohen, who is tame, he himself is not allowed to eat truma. Umachilin, but the others who are his, you know, his dependents, they are allowed to continue to eat truma. So it, you might think that because the Kohen is now ineligible for one of these two reasons, that should also invalidate anybody else. So by the same token, a widow who's married to a Kohen Gadol, even though she herself is not allowed to eat truma, maybe her slaves should be allowed to eat truma um, by the same logic. So Gemara um, dismisses this. Hasam petyumo ki'ivlehu. There... Um, there, it's only a temporary thing, is what this means. Um, that in theory, like you know, a Kohen who is Tame, eventually he's going to become Tahar. And when he becomes Tahar, he too will be allowed to eat Shuma. Or a Kohen who is an RL, um, in theory, um, is, could, 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 um, could have a bris mila. And if and when he has a bris mila, um, he then would also be allowed to eat Shuma. I'm not sure what the case would be if you had a Kohen who for medical reasons, wasn't allowed to eat truma, but let's assume for now that he just, for whatever reason, didn't have didn't have a, a, a bris mila, and he, he could have it. He just whatever for whatever reason he didn't have it. So because he has the ability to self-correct the problem, um, that that's a different case. In our case, when the widow marries the kohen gadol, um, she's a chalala, and therefore she's permanently ineligible, and there's nothing that could be done to make her. To reverse course and make her eligible, so it's not it's not the same case. So now we're going to talk about a different case. So you have a case of a mamzer who is a descendant of a kohen who can't eat truma, um, yet he allows others to eat truma on his behalf. So this is a case where we probably need one of those charts that Rabbi Krohn has. But in lieu of that, I think if you look at like note thirty, let's go through note thirty. This kind of explains it. So you have the daughter of a non-Kohen was married to a Kohen, loses her right to eat truma upon the death or divorce of her husband. If, however, she has a child or grandchild from the Kohen who is still alive, she is allowed to continue to eat truma even after her death on account of the next generation, the descendant that, re, that remains. So again, when the, if, the, if the Kohen dies, the wife is no longer allowed to eat truma, unless there is a child or a grandchild that's, that is allowed. So the Gemara here talks about a case where you have Rachel, who's the daughter of a non-Kohen, and Aaron, who's a Kohen. They have a daughter. Their daughter marries a Mamzer. So the Mamzer um, is, so they in turn, the daughter and the Mamzer, they in turn have a child who was also luckily deemed a Mamzer. And then Aaron and his daughter then die, leaning Rachel with her grandson, who is the son of her daughter, who is a mamzer. In, the, in such a case, Rachel will continue to eat truma on account of her grandson. Even though he is a mamzer, he is prescribed from eating truma. So he is not allowed to eat truma, but because she has a grandson um, that's out there, she is allowed to continue to eat truma. So apparently, even someone who was who himself permanently ineligible to eat truma, the mamzer in this case, can entitle another to eat. If so, then even the widow of a Kohen Gadol should be allowed, should be able to entitle her Malok slaves to eat truma, despite the fact that she herself is permanently ineligible to do so. Okay, so so again, the case is, is that you have this grandmother who has a grandson 
She was married to a Kohen. She has a grandson who's a mamzer, not allowed to eat truma. But because the grandson is still alive, even though her husband, who was the Kohen, and her daughter and her son-in-law, who were both ineligible, all these people were ineligible, but because the grandson is now um, is now alive, even though he's ineligible, she somehow is able to still retain the right to eat truma. So maybe the same thing should be in our case. So um, Amaravina. So now that the, we're going to change the rule a little bit, Amaravina, Kinyan Ochel Kamer. The Gemara meant to say any Kohanic acquisition who eats truma, not any person who eats truma. So what it's talking about is that so the Gemara is basically saying, yeah, it's kind of giving up on the part of it that's saying if it's the, by cause of a direct descendant. Um, you could have a situation where someone could eat truma even though the person that was causing them to is not able to eat truma. But here we're talking about an acquisition. And we're talking about an acquisition that doesn't work. So the widow um, has the status of an acquisition because she was came through marriage and she doesn't eat truma and therefore she's not allowed to allow her malog or other or, or malog property to um, eat truma on her behalf, so the Gemara is going to go to a different explanation of of why uh, of why. The Rava Amar midyaraisa machel achel by midyaraisa, the slaves might actually truly be allowed to eat truma for rabbanon he degazri and it's not the real the real situation is that the rabbanon made exera that in this case they should not be allowed to eat truma. Why kadesha to Omar. Ani eno ochales, so that the widow can say, I myself can't eat truma. Avdai enon ochlup, and my slaves can't eat truma either. Zona hieslo, so therefore I must, I'm not really married to him. It's kind of like making her, it's kind of like putting her in a situation where she recognizes that she is in an invalid marriage. So she's basically saying, if, if I'm married to a Kohen and I'm not allowed to eat truma, not only am I not allowed to eat truma, my slaves are not allowed to eat truma. Therefore, um, I must be really just being a zona here. Hilkach asilafuke. And that will make kind of a machlokis between her and her husband as a result, because she's going to constantly view herself in this negative manner, and that's going to lead her to want to get divorced from her husband. So at the end of the day, that's really the, the position is because this is an illegal marriage, um, what you really want to have happen is to have her divorce from the from the Kohen Gadol. So therefore, uh, by making it uncomfortable for her, it's kind of, that. that's why it's really happening. So the Gemara is saying that the reason this is, is not a Do'araisa. It's really the Rabbanan to cause this other other thing to happen. So now we're going to have a third explanation, potentially. Ravashi Omer Gzeir Hashem Atachel Archabisa. So, um, so by Bidaraisa, maybe the you would have allowed the slaves to eat truma, but the Rabbanan made a akzera because, and this happens in a number of cases, that maybe she'll continue to give truma to the slaves after the husband after the husband who's the Kohen dies, and they're not allowed to continue to eat truma. So in theory, according to this, what this is saying is that when the husband is alive, when the Kohen is alive. The Avdi Malug of the widow, even though it's an illegal marriage, should be allowed to eat, continue to eat truma. But the Rabbana were concerned that what's going to happen, the Kohen's going to die, and she's going to continue to give them truma, which they're not allowed to have once he dies. 
Elamaata, but this is a consideration even Bas Yisrael Lotafa. So you should say same thing should apply if a Bas Yisrael marries a Kohen, once the Kohen dies, um it, you know, she's not allowed to eat truma either, and that should or her or her slaves should not uh, will stop being allowed to eat truma also. So therefore the same thing should happen in that case. Zera that you know she'll continue to give food to her slaves after the husband dies. So you don't have to, it, this wouldn't only, this consideration wouldn't only apply in the um, widow who's married to a Kohen, Kohen Gadol, but even a regular Yisrael who marries to a Kohen. If she has Adimalug, once the Kohen dies, in theory, she should not be, she would not be allowed to feed them any more Truma either. So the same, same thing should apply in this case. Ela Amarav Ashi Ba'almana Kohenes. This decree was specifically at an Almana, um, Almana Kohanis who marries a Kohen Gadol. The Osi Lare, because she might justify feeding the slaves her truma even after her husband's death by saying, nasha. Originally, after I was, so this is talking about, again, let me clarify, again, this is talking about a Almana from a Kohen, right? Almana from a Kohen, a Kohen's wife, the Kohen dies. And the wife of the of Kohen A goes ahead and marries the Kohen Gadol. So she wasn't just a plain almana; she was the almana of a Kohen. So she might say, "Mikara Originally, once I was widowed, my slaves ate the truma of my. Maybe I'm saying this wrong. Maybe, Bas Kohen, right? Thank you. She's a Bas Kohen. So she might have said, "Originally, my slaves were eating truma because I was." A boss Kohen, my because of my father, I was allowed to eat truma, and they were allowed to eat truma. In de I then married the Kohen Gadol, and because of him, I ate truma because of him. kamate. And now that I'm widowed from the Kohen Gadol, I should go back to the original status and eat the truma from my father. But this doesn't work because. Something happened in the middle. What happened in the middle is that she illegally married a Kohen Gadol, and she became a Chalala. Um, and then because of that, if she didn't become a Chalala, maybe the logic would be true. But because she became a Chalala, that doesn't work. So therefore, she was allowed to eat her father's truma, and her slaves were allowed to do so. But now, once she married the Kohen Gadol, she made, her, made herself a Chalala, and she's not allowed to eat any truma. She can't eat her father's truma. She can't eat anybody's truma. And the slaves can't do that either. Kamara asks, Tenech almanas Kohen. I understand that this might apply to a Bas Kohen, widow Kohenes Bas Kohen, who can do this. Almana Bas Yisrael Ma'ikalameimar. What would you say about a regular almana, was a regular Yisrael who was an almana who married a Kohen Gadol? She has no basis to go back and say this. So why should we? Worry about her slaves eating truma when she's alive. Gemara answered, So the, the Chachamim didn't make a difference between the different Almanas. So it treated all the Almanas the same, whether they were Almanas of a um, Bas Kohen or whether they were Almana of Israel. Um, and with this, we'll stop and we'll pick up again tomorrow. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day.